गुड मॉर्निंग गुड मॉर्निंग वेलकम बैक टू दिन सेशन ऑफ द लास्ट डे ऑफ आर मैनुफेक्चरिंग कॉन्क्लेव टू पॉइंट जो वंडरफुल सींग यू इन ऑल आर सेशन over the three days um you know if you would have heard it was it has been a very insightful discussion from most of the manufacturers they are largely very bullish on uh, you know how the year will pan out in the next year and uh, seems to be very positive i think in the last uh, two days what we seen is that india is really gearing up uh, for being the next manufacturing hub uh you know copy group just joined in today we met uh, various uh, sectors and manufacturers of foxconn amber panasonic uh, we also had cherry engineering and we did a unique track in morning it was on to understand on the labor is india ready for skilled labor if we are to become the next manufacturing hub uh we are moving to another segment now and to uh, take this discussion with uh, you know with me is uh, ritesh uh, who will be hosting the session um, my guest for the day is mr anubhav gupta he's the chief uh, strategy officer for apollo uh, he joined the company in 2019 with a focus on strengthening the strategic capabilities while also identifying and evaluating innovative opportunity for ETLS Apollo in the long run he also advises on corporate development communications and marketing uh, and that uh, and is in the creating a strong position for of the companies in the domestic and global market in the 12 years of experience in fundamental research and analysis in the investment world including uh, leadership positions across investment advisory and investment banking firms Before I hand it over to Ritesh, I would like to announce to all the participants that you will get an opportunity to ask uh, our guest questions by raising your virtual hand, and we'll ask you to unmute yourself. Uh, if possible, do remember to mention your firm uh, uh, name, my sister, and uh, do remember that this session is being recorded. So, over to you, Ritesh. Thank you. Thank you, Sapna. Uh, thank you, Anupam, uh, for uh, having uh, having afforded the opportunity to host you. Uh, as of the fireside chat, I'll start with uh, basic questions. Uh, probably uh, first, I'll start with the macro, and then I'll go into uh, the company. Uh, so, first, uh, to start with the background of the company, uh, uh, APR has a history of 25 years plus. Uh, it started in 1986 uh, with ERW five. Uh, gradually got into GIGP, and uh, we have a now a pretty wide basket. So, if one had to understand uh, the thought process or the philosophy of the promoters uh, over the last 25 years, and how do you see it over the next three to five years? Uh, how would you uh, put it across? Right. Thanks, Videsh, for having me here. So, as we look at the business of your attributes. I mean, we started as a very small holding mill in 1985. Uh, the promoter family they migrated uh, from Bihar to Delhi. Okay, in Bihar they were big traders of steel uh, related products. In Delhi they got into manufacturing and uh, and set uh, up a small holding mill uh, near uh, Delhi in Hyderabad. So that point of time the ERW group was really round and circular in shape. 
testing and the main application was mainly water transportation, falling gas transportation and uh, very small uh, fabrication applications uh, for uh, projects, uh, uh, for, for housing uh, uh, projects, uh, right? So, so, uh, so they were doing the business for 15 years in the same way and then that was time they were giants uh, like the Roshi Tata uh, Group, Single Group, Hyper uh, Group uh, who, were, who were very large. Uh, uh, but APR Apollo was was uh, very small player yeah, compared to them. So so we thought uh, how we can do something uh, on our differentiated note, uh, how we can differentiate uh, from from our competitors. Um, so um, so we go into structural studios, right? Uh, uh, in the square and rectangular shape. Okay, so we were the first ones to produce these uh, these products in the market. Which are mainly used as building material products for uh, for various applications inside the uh, house, inside commercial projects, infrastructure, etc. And they started replacing conventional construction products like uh, like uh, uh, like uh, uh, like uh, wooden structures, like uh, conventional long-term products like the angle and channels, aluminium profiles, etc. So um, and, and 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 then uh, unlike the typical ERW two business model, which was based on wholesale models, we went into oven scope, distribution led, sanitation led models. Where we started appointing distributors uh, in uh, in uh, in every state, and uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, and then the distributor would penetrate uh, into uh, the retailer network, and the retailers would sell to the fabricators. And, uh, and that's how it became a typical building real product. Uh, so that's the evolution, uh, uh, and then uh, we, we started for these ERW5s and we got into the structural field. It's been uh, quite exciting because, because we were the first ones, so innovation uh, is the first thing that comes to our mind. Uh, for the last 10 years, through uh, uh, our innovative uh, uh, mindset, uh, we have been able to introduce uh, products. Uh, uh, of uh, of various shapes, various sizes, uh, right? Today we have 1,500 SPUs, and uh, and and those products created new market for themselves, right? So, so this was not a and this was not an established market. Every product was been launched created new market, right? And that's how the basket of 1,500 SPUs today we are taking to um, this 4 million structural new market where we can go to see Right. Uh, how should we look at the incremental product market? Right. Uh, we have a pretty challenging market share, uh, but what we have spoken more about incrementally, we'll look at more on the value-added side. Uh, so how do we go about thinking of selecting new products uh, based on the size of the market, substitution, uh, is it a function of technology, uh, if you could provide some broad color over there? So uh, incrementally, uh, we are uh, we are targeting uh, two new product segments, right? uh, uh, which uh, which we believe uh, will be giving the first leg growth for the next three four years. One is the uh, heavy diameter tube, right? High diameter tube. So which is going to replace the uh, conventional concrete RCV uh, construction uh, uh, product. Okay. Because right now the steel construction is picking uh, up as a trend in the massively globally. Because today every developer, every contractor uh, wants to achieve speed, cost, quality, and environment, uh, right? Uh, in, in his uh, construction project, 
unfortunately, uh, complete RTC do not offer. So, there are like mega trends moving because uh, towards the English consumption. And, and our agriculture uh, team, Thailand, uh, has been they, they, uh, they become an important uh, part uh, of English consumption. So, uh, right now we are having the uh, product still 300 by 300 mm diameter. Uh, okay, not portfolio, but as we go uh, uh, higher story, we need uh, 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 we need higher diameter tubes. So, so next year we are going to start manufacturing 500 by 500 mm diameter tubes. Just imagine half meter by half meter section, right? Which can take us till uh, 30. And uh, and then once that uh, product gets established next year, we are also working how we can uh, manufacture one meter by one meter, thousand mm by thousand mm. Uh, and it will take us like further vertical up. So, uh, so, so that is one category where, where again we are pioneers to, uh, to, to, uh, to, to work on this, uh, work on this uh, technology. And, uh, and uh, we have got some breakthrough also where uh, there are like some uh, buildings in India which are being constructed completely on our field, on, on the sector. So, so we believe that once these uh, prototype uh, prototype buildings are ready, it will create market uh, on its own, and as all the developer contractors will want to achieve speed, port quality, environment. So, so this is one. Second is the color coded tubes uh, because we are again we produce like ten years ago we produced coated uh, tubes in India, zinc coated tubes in India. Okay, uh, for the structural application. So, um, so, um, so, um, so, so, as a premiumization to that uh, portfolio, we are going to color coated tubes. So, there is like first there is zinc coated, then it is going to be aluminium coating, and then the color coating. Right? So, um, so, so, to the fabricator, we are going to provide the color coated tube so that it doesn't uh, waste time to send this tube for color coating to third party. Uh, it reduces its efficiency and, and, and uh, it reduces the amount of work you can take. So, as he gets the color coated tube straight away, so you can just buy our tube uh, from the retailer, you can cut it, fix the graphic, and then install as a final product uh, in a household. So, so his efficiency will increase uh, significantly, uh, right? And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, it can take more jobs, right? So, uh, so again, uh, we believe it's going to replace wooden structures and emission profiles. In a, in a so these are the two products uh, where we are betting on, and uh, and as we launch the market, the activity has already started. Right, so we see very confident results for these products in coming years. Correct. So uh, how do we see the size of? Uh, how do we see the market size for each of these products? Uh, any any particular number, and uh, given the incremental expansions, but that we are doing, or we are looking to move from say two to four to five million, and eventually. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll come to that question probably after you answer me on uh, the market size. So what I am trying to understand is how the mix will change on value-added products uh, versus the normal commodities offerings that that we already have. Uh, so, uh, so, so, so basically, uh, so basically, uh, Ritesh, you see that uh, I mean, coming to the market size, uh, so one is uh, the high diameter I think this is. So right now we are selling around hundred. 100,000 tons a year. Okay, uh, we believe uh, the market price could be half a million tons in next year. Okay, if this piece of construction uh, takes off, uh, uh, which we think uh, it should, 
more profitable, more profitable um, success we do from in India, and 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 that's what leads to higher ROI. So 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 biggest thing is if anyone has to match the ROI itself, so from day one uh, he has to be the like you know the lowest possible user, and and uh, and then he has to sell the connection selling price. So which is not possible overnight, right? So someone has to come and work really hard to see all these four functions. So so that's where the uh, the ending barrier uh, lies. Uh, and 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 if we and if we and if we four functions, the benefit from these four functions is the ROC will fall to like in the limit. And and you can look at the ROC of our uh, competitors, some of them are just say, and then uh, they are like uh, in the limit. So, so I mean, that has acted as a as an anti barrier uh, for for uh, for uh, for uh, for 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 so if you could put in a few numbers say something like uh, working capital days or the 1500 2000 rupees pertaining to that 8000 rupees pertaining to the actual capital employed uh, regarding plant and machinery land and building hypothetically if you are making say 57000 rupees of EBITDA per ton uh, how should one look at the broader picture uh, on the basis of EBITDA ROC working capital and how do you see this actually improving over next 3 uh, years Uh, is there a room for improvement on the working capital, or can the EBITDA portion, what we are looking at right now, I think obviously there is scope for further improvement given what you just spoke about value-added products. So if you could give a broad construct on where we are and where we can be, uh, on a very simplistic basis, uh, if I have to put it, say unit economics plus uh, balance sheet and ROC. Again, see, I mean this ROC what we are thinking today. It's a uh, uh, It hasn't happened overnight, right? So, um, so I talked about the, uh, like, you know, the profitability, right? Which has uh, come over the last like, so many years of uh, of developing these four competencies. And uh, uh, so, one is that profitability is too big, right? For that, which today is like five thousand, four thousand, five hundred to five thousand per ton, which used to be like three thousand people years ago. So, so one is that the numerator you are working on the probability. Then on the denominator side, that the value the capex is a thousand percent, which you mentioned. In terms of the working capital, again, we need to be a thirty forty days kind of working capital cycle. It is not only the individual company, but in the last one and a half years, we have been able to bring the working capital down to zero level. Right. And the reason is that uh, I mean, uh, we switch our models from a 20-30 days of data model, data cycle model, to cash in value model. Right. And, and our customers, our clients, uh, they just found uh, it more lucrative as we offer uh, higher cash discounts, which is a normal trade practice that we've been following in India. So, uh, so our data days came to like four uh, from 2025, and then we also. became more efficient in running the inventory um, and 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 that to share that in the last few years uh, our our absolute tonnage which lies in our plant has been stagnant in terms of tonnage right whereas uh, we have got like 20% retail volume right so my inventory churn has improved from 10 to 15 days uh 15 times right uh, so so my data days reduced my inventory days reduced uh, and the chemicals are more stable So, so, so that has brought 
my nothing get written down uh, below 10. Okay, so um, so so yeah, I mean uh, this is uh, uh, this we believe is very much uh, very much uh, uh, this is uh, very much sustainable. Right. So now whole focus is that how we can uh, uh, how we can keep this uh, sustainable, right? And if we are able to sustain these working capital gains below 10, I mean the 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 amount of cash flow which will be generated is going to be quite immense. So 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 our asset turnover is like uh, five times our data margin today is like 19 percent, data margin is 18 percent, and and then. Working capital below 10 days, so this leads to like very high ROEs, which we have started to see. So yes, I mean, I mean, whatever incrementing we do, that will be a two-day time budget for us, right? So yes, I mean, the target is that we are able to remain above 35 percent of GDP. That's that's quite encouraging. If I just had to take a step back. Uh, looking at the denominator on ROC, uh, obviously there will be a part of our mix uh, wherein which is more commoditized and which uh, it's something which fetches us a lower EBITDA and ROC. So will we be open to outsourcing as a model uh, wherein I think it, it could possibly make a lot of sense from management's perspective and it could optimize the ROC further. Uh, so is this something which is a thought that we are open to or are or, or already contemplating? Yeah, so, uh, so the idea is that in the in the in the uh, in the in the commoditized uh, segment, right, uh, we should be able to uh, uh, to outsource. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean they're working on uh, uh, some models here, but nothing is uh, analyzed yet because right now they have enough capacity um, uh, in house, right? So, so last two years uh, there has not been much of growth because of this. Uh, I mean. Uh, Corona wave one, Corona wave two. Um, so, so we are at like 1.7, 1.8 million tons, uh, right? FX20 close at 1.6, and FX21 we were at 1.7. This year we might do 1.8. So, um, so the next year, once if like we get full 12 months of uh, production and sales, uh, uh, we should be like uh, above uh, too much above 2 million tons, and that will be almost like near our full capacity, uh, which is. Uh, which is available today, which is 2.6 million tons. Right, so once we go near to that uh, capacity utilization, then definitely we will uh, switch to like some outsourcing of uh, products which are like uh, modernized, right, uh, for which we, it doesn't make sense for us to to to, uh, to, to produce, right. So, so we buy from outside and uh, and optimize our business capacity and so we can be more valuable for us. That's that's quite encouraging. Uh, if one had to put a number, uh, or if one had to, if you had to classify what is commoditized and what is value add, uh, is there an internal benchmark that you look at on average for terms of something like below three thousand rupees, four thousand rupees? Uh, I'm just trying to understand what could be the incremental scope. Uh, one is obviously it will spare up capacity, return ratios improve. Uh, it also uh, helps us on the revenue growth. Uh, it's, a, it's a very big lever, and given the strength what the company has on distribution and brand, uh, I think it could be a very strategic move, uh, which can actually surprise the street in a big way. So sorry, what's uh, that uh, in the beginning? Uh, so, uh, Anubhav, my question is, uh, when we say commoditized and value-add, uh, is there a particular internal benchmark uh, 
And when we look at the particular repeta for less than 3,000 rupees, and uh, would this be like around 40-50% of our volume, wherein you would put it under the commoditized bucket and basket and where will be open? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so anything below 2,000 percent is is virtually uh, is commoditized, and and anything above 4,000 percent uh, is is uh, value added. So, see, I mean, uh, when when I say that we have basket of 1,500 SKUs, right? It's, it's, it's a big range, right? Um, so, so our 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 product, uh, our beta percent on on all the products would range from 1,000 percent to 10,000 percent. Right, so it's a very wide range. Anything below 2000 is commoditized, anything above 4000 is is And when it comes to the tonnage, uh, when we say we will be doing, say, around 2 million tons, uh, broadly, what percentage of the volume would fall under less than 2000? Right, now uh, it is uh, 35, 35, 40 percent. 40 percent of volume. Quite encouraging. Uh, in the last conference call, I think we did uh, touch upon the element of uh, Dubai. Uh, just trying to understand, uh, is it more of a service center? What is it that we are looking at, and what is the underlying rationale uh, to look up a, to set up a facility in UAE? Okay, I mean, uh, that's not immediate. Uh, right, right. It's a plan that we will uh, consider after two years. Right, uh, so that was the sense of vision that we stated. But, but if you look at our export sales today, they are like 5 to 6 percent of our total volume. Uh, we believe it should be much higher, uh, right? So, uh, so, but, but at the same time, we want, we only want to export uh, value added products, right? So, in the commoditized uh, product portfolio, we don't get margin in the, in the international market. Because we are not an established brand, like how we are an established brand in India. We don't get that premium uh, uh, outside India. So, it only makes sense to export uh, the value added product. Yeah. So, so, as over the last few years, our portfolio has increased. So, slowly, gradually, we are creating new markets, uh, new international markets for both products, and it is stepping up. Right now, as you see, today we have 7.5% of our total volume, if you select 5% of the year ago. Um, um, at the same time, what we realize is that if you have some uh, service fulfillment center in, in, in Middle East, right, which acts as the hub uh, to, to, uh, to sell into European and uh, North American and South American markets, so, uh, so it is good to have uh, to have a small transaction here and 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 steel is also available at uh, cheap cost there. Uh, there are there are uh, very few uh, available like uh, within. Uh, the vicinity of uh, Middle East, right, uh, which, uh, which, which makes the population less active. And it can just uh, boost the margin, right? So whatever we are manufacturing here and selling in Dubai, uh, versus uh, what we are making in Dubai and selling in Dubai, so uh, it gets a better margin, and it can improve your uh, return profile. So, I mean, uh, doing a small investment, um, I mean, two years, three years down the line, our total asset base is like 3,000 crore plus. And, and uh, setting up a 250 km plan in the way after two years, it, it, uh, it, it won't be a much drag on our balance sheet. It can easily be funded from my one quarter beta. Right? So that much uh, investment should have been implemented and, and, uh, and it may, and it may uh, help uh, give me better access to the market and, and also boost my uh, margin and the return. 
Uh, that's 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 great. Uh, before we uh, before I dig into the market uh, sizing, uh, one specific question on uh, how do you look at cash flow conversion? Uh, what percentage of cash flows uh, do you think will go into capex? And uh, the residual cash flows, obviously, uh, given the trajectory what the company is in, uh, are we looking at a payout policy? Uh, what, what is what is the management thought process on the side? Right. So, so right now, our uh, operating cash flow to EBITDA is 90%. Okay. Um, uh, so for example, if we have $100 EBITDA and $90 is our operating cash flow, out of this, uh, around $15-$20 is more towards the tax payment. Uh, like, so, uh, so the balance will be like $70. Uh, no, within $70, uh, uh, we have like kind of divided this into like three broader segments. One is uh, the Effect what uh, we want to do every year. Like for example, twenty twenty five dollars we we want to spend every year, whether it is digital expansion or innovation or value addition, product portfolio, like something or the other new innovation we have to do. Like uh, uh, we geographically uh, like we are not present very strongly in the East market, right? So that's one focus probably focus area where uh, we may do some green field uh, after rifle. If it is completed, right, uh, then the middle is we are talking about, right, after the year. So, uh, so, so some capex of $25-$30 will be as you want to spend, right. Uh, 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 then, uh, then secondly, on uh, on dividends, right, so our dividend payout has been at 15-20%. While in last few years, we are beginning to dividend with the tax deliberation policy on account of Corona. Uh, barring that, we have been paying 15 20 percent dividend, so we will continue with that. And rest, uh, cash, uh, to on the book, right? Uh, so, so, uh, so we have some residual cases for iPhone of around, uh, 3 4 billion INR, which will be done by next year. Uh, we have, uh, uh, loans of around 1 and a half billion on books, which will be, like, gone over the next six months. So, uh, so yeah, and, and after that, the, 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 there will be some cash, uh, build up uh, in the box. So, so, so we'll see, I mean, uh, how we can utilize uh, that further. Uh, but, uh, but I guess for next three, four years, uh, I mean, uh, the strategy is quite clear that, uh, I mean, uh, uh, ramping up the rifle plant, uh, whatever cash flow will be generated, uh, you know, we have segregated to these three categories. And, uh, and, yes, I mean, then we'll see once there is, like, uh, both cash buyers will see what to do. Uh, we could increase the payout or, or maybe some share buyback, depending on uh, shareholder uh, approval, etc. That's great. Uh, so we have a lot of cash uh, in the city, and the cash flow goal is going to be huge. Now, when one looks at the nature of uh, the market structure, uh, basically, I, I picked it up from one of your uh, slides. Player 2, 3, 4 are 9, 9, 7% market share, uh, 6 to 8 is 2 to 6%. And I think there are a lot of smaller players which uh, essentially means a lot of inorganic growth opportunities. Uh, so from a capital allocation standpoint, uh, given it's not much of a stress on balance sheet, uh, you indicated uh, outsourcing as a route is one. Uh, but uh, will the management be also open to inorganic growth? So, historically, if you see, I mean, we have acquired uh, four companies uh, in the last 
right? So Apollo, Metlec was one. Then we acquired Lloyd's. Metlec was in NCR region. Then we acquired Lloyd's in Mumbai. Then we acquired Shilakshmi in Bangalore, right? And then Tricot in again Bangalore. So, um, so, so these four acquisitions, there have been two rationals. One is the geographical expansion, and second is the product portfolio expansion. Right? So, Metlex we bought um, because we got into Cortex technology. Uh, then uh, we acquired Lloyd and still me to getting moved in South Southern market. Tricot required to get into new product portfolio. Right? So, so, so you think. Uh, happen to get any of such opportunities, right? Uh, where they are able to either expand. In India, I mean, we are now everywhere. Just like I said, East, uh, East, uh, East market, uh, uh, I mean, I don't think there is any uh, plant which is like, uh, which we can buy. So I think it's going to be limited only whenever we plan to go there. Uh, and, uh, and Dubai also, I mean, we speak, I mean, whether that has been real or we are able to acquire something. Uh, there, uh, right? Product portfolio they are always open. If we happen to see any 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 player who is doing like good product in the sector, we do and we have to do that. So say I mean that's the philosophy, and we stick to it. Nothing uh, on table level. I don't see that. That's great. I'll, I'll just try to uh, understand what is the market that we are catering to uh, the opportunity sizes huge, but there are different lengths in which one can actually read the market. Uh, it could be on the basis of publication, or one can say it is heavy, light, medium, or one can say uh, based on the thickness, less than 3mm, 8mm plus, uh, in between, uh, based on the sizes. So what is the best way to analyze or uh, Basically, dissect the market uh, when you uh, approach the marketplace uh, based on one is size of the market and second is the profitability. So I understand say something like in 8mm plus there are only two to three players and we were in, we have a dominant position and that's, that's where we command a, a lot of market premium. Likewise, it could be uh, in heavy uh, structures or say something on the galvanized side, uh, but. When we select SKUs or when we deploy incremental capital, uh, just trying to understand uh, what lens do you use and uh, at the end of the day, what is it that you tell your marketing people uh, to make good on uh, volumes as well as on profitability? It's a, it's a pretty wide question, Anupam, so uh, whichever way you want to take it up. So, so see, I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, the addition of any SQ is, is based on the market research, right? Uh, so like I said, we are we are trying to replace conventional construction products, right? So the last 10 years our focus was on light load bearing products, okay? So which replaced wooden structures, uh, which replaced uh, aluminum profiles, and which replaced in angles and that. Uh, okay. Uh, now, now, for the last 22 years and next 15 years, our focus is to replace uh, uh, Conventional construction products in the heavy construction, in the, in the heavy load bearing uh, side of it. So, this will say uh, concrete RPG, right, and this will say conventional long steel products and steel unit building structures. Right. So, our tube will say concrete RPG, and our tube will say steel uh, unit building structures and conventional long steel products. So, uh, so, so, keeping that in mind, okay, uh, we, uh, we, we sit on the drawing board that uh, how uh, how 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 the tube can 
which size, which shape of food we should introduce, right? We can take these products. And we also follow what's happening globally. Uh, uh, we very closely follow our global peers, what they are doing, right? So this semi-structure tube is something what we learned from our global peers. So we visited a lot of peers in US, in Japan, in China, in, in Europe, and we realized that we have to be present in the semi-structure side of, uh, of, of, of the human as well, right? And, and, and last three, four years, I mean, uh, we have been working very hard to get the product right and, and also to save the market. So, uh, so, so yeah, so the main thought process is like what our tool can take, uh, uh, right? And, and then it's on the going board. And, and, and many of our products, I mean, uh, they are not being manufactured anywhere globally, right? So, 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 uh, so for the human manufacturers also, human suppliers, they are very complicated with Italian suppliers, Chinese suppliers, Japanese suppliers. So they also stay on their going board because they will be manufacturing those tools for the first time. Uh, right, uh, so, so, so that's a kind of uh, innovation which uh, goes through the uh, whole process, right, and, uh, and then there is the science with them uh, to supply those new tools, and, and that's how it, it, it begins. And then, and then the focus is on the market creation, which is again a lengthy and time-consuming process, but, but if you are able to position your product right in, in the new market, then, then, you, then you start with 100% market share. Uh, you indicated we have an exclusive tie up with certain mills. Uh, did I hear it right? Uh, certain, uh, um, certain tubeless suppliers, right? So there is, uh, there is one in China, one in Italy. Right? So when we imported this uh, direct forming technology from Italy, uh, we had exclusive tie up for three years. That tubeless uh, suppliers can't supply to anyone in India for three years. So with Chinese also, we have some exclusive tires to work on like these uh, innovative shapes uh, and prices. That's, that's encouraging. Uh, if one looks at, uh, I, I just ran past uh, the website annual report of uh, Zeckelman. Uh, they have several different categories, uh, which essentially also means that uh, there are different categories which we can actually also step in. Uh, it's, it's a question about how fast uh, the market and the end user actually matures in India. So if one had to take a read across uh, from the product basket of a global peer, uh, do you see any major gaps or Say if one had to look at with a five to ten year horizon, uh, you see this product actually uh, maturing into the marketplace. Um, so I think the major gap was towards the heavy structure tube, right, which we have already said. Right. Other than that, uh, I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's now it's pretty much uh, uh, in line with our uh, global here. Uh, so when it comes to say something like uh, uh, electrical conduits. Uh, model buildings, mechanical tubing. Uh, do we take all the boxes? Uh, so I haven't mapped on a product to product basis. Yeah, so, but so, uh, so electric conduits, we have uh, quite a tricot uh, which has inline galvanizing technology, so, uh, so, so that takes uh, the box. Then uh, modular building, yes, so, so this is what I'm talking about with the heavy structure tubes, right? And I encourage, uh, I urge everyone of you to, to visit New Delhi. Uh, uh, so, uh, so it's first of its time, the building which is being built in India. Uh, there are like seven hospital projects uh, which the Delhi government is doing at seven different sites, and and they are 100% being built on the 100%. Right, so it's all modular. Uh, it's just that settlement has uh, uh, 
uh, as a phone contacting company, which does that, but uh, if you follow, doesn't want to get into uh, contacting uh, business. So, but but the concept is same that it's modular construction. So, so we we manufacture you. We supply the tube to the fabricator. Fabricator will uh, connect the connector at the end of the tube uh, to welding. Then he will uh, uh, bring those uh, sections on the on the side, and it's just a nut and bolt uh, he has to do to create the full structure. So all the vertical column, all the horizontal column, everything is on you. Uh, we always hear in China that they are able to finish the building in four months, six months, eight months. The reason is that they are all doing the, the modular building. So we also, if uh, any building has to be constructed in six months, it has to be on the modular structure. Um, so, 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 so this project is already started. Uh, um, I mean, uh, you can go and have a look uh, on your eyes. Uh, uh, it's, it's happening anywhere. So we are, we are there for so, so modular building. And what was the third category you mentioned from the building? Okay. Uh, one was electrical conduits, one was modular buildings, uh, third was mechanical tubing. Yeah, so even mechanical tubing, yes, uh, we have our own range of uh, low dia high thickness tubes. Uh, so that would that various So we take all the boxes. So the question is only uh, that the market is still not mature enough, but we already have uh, the necessary ingredients. Uh, we are ready to roll it up. Well, uh, yeah, the so here's product, we have the capacity, we have the network. Now the hard uh, work is being done to the market. Once we have the market, uh, and that's how we have grown, right? So we we'll continue to grow. Correct. So it, it comes to a very uh, interesting part uh, on the marketing and distribution uh, side of things, right? Uh, Tata's have been there in this business since ages, but uh, APL has been a shining star. So, how do you look at the marketing and distribution side of things? If you could explain uh, basically how it works. So, you did indicate uh, from the company it goes to the distributor, it goes to the retailer, it goes to the fabricator. Uh, uh, but if one had to take a step back from a management perspective, uh, what's your approach? And probably I'll, I'll come back to the final question. Over. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the approach is that uh, I mean, market creation is, is, is very, very difficult. So, right. so, so there are two approaches what we take. One is that you do the mass, you take the mass approach, right, where you do mass advertising. So for example, for example, for uh, uh, for the for this uh, modular structure, uh, we team building concept, right? So one is that we are running a TV campaign, TV uh, ad campaign, where uh, we have associated with uh, with uh, with Tiger Shroff, uh, right, and and we talked about like uh, how we can construct a building in the day, right? So, so what is this mass impact we have to try to uh, create? And second is, uh, second is, uh, second is uh, the, um, the the one-to-one approach, right? Uh, so where we go and meet the influencer, right? So, um, so in modular buildings, the influencer is the owner of the building, um, the real estate builder for the government uh, who is going to own the building, for the corporate who is going to own the building, and the architect. Right, so, um, so we have a full team of like uh, 30, 40 people like who, who, who go and meet all the architects, all the all the stakeholders, right, and, and educate them about the building, what is the concrete building. Um, so, so that's like one to one approach. Uh, similarly, for uh, for uh, uh, for for, uh, for other products, for example, now for Sarah Kopitiu, 
here uh, again, I mean, this, this is the mass campaign, and, and the second will be approaching uh, uh, the influencer. So here, the influencer is fabricator, right? So we have database of 200,000 fabricators in India. We hold the fabricator meets uh, city every month, right? So we bring them on uh, our platform, and then we educate them about our new products, how they can use it. They are on our uh, 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 distribution list also, right? So we keep on, uh, we keep on sending new designs and products to them. Uh, if you're working on one mega app, where we want to enroll all the fabricators on our platform, and and then uh, uh, we use that platform to uh, market our products. Uh, so, 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 yeah, I mean, uh, so, so one is that you do uh, mass promotion, second is you, uh, you approach the influencer one to one. So, so that's how um, we 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 get the market. Uh, that's that's interesting. Uh, if if I have to ask, uh, uh, so I'll take it one after other. Uh, so if I'm a distributor, retailer, or a fabricator, uh, I think I'll I'll definitely look at what margins I uh, get. And secondly, if I'm running the shop, uh, uh, obviously I'll also look at I think freight is one big element. Now. Uh, so you did touch upon the procurement side. Uh, I think we are the largest in India at around 2%. So we will be getting some volume discounts, uh, which is uh, unique. Uh, but when it comes to optimization of economics uh, for a distributor, retailer, or a fabricator, uh, how should one understand that? Like, uh, can we squeeze out their margins given we are significantly large now? Or can we help them optimize on the street? So, I mean, uh, related product, right? It's, uh, it's a voluminous product, right? So, uh, it's high volume, but the margins are a bit uh, thin, right? Uh, they are for manufacturer, Ethereum also, right? And they are for distributor and filler also. That being said, uh, um, just to give an example, if we, when we started cash and carry model last year, right? We offered a 2% cash discount, uh, right? But with a normal trade package of 1%. Then, uh, uh, then we, uh, like, you know, when that model was just fully established, everyone switched to cash and carry. So then we squeezed uh, like 25 bits margin uh, from the receiver, right? So now the cash is from this 1.7, right? Now we're considering can we go to 1.5, uh, right? So, yes, I mean, that is always there. As you become more and more dominant, uh, uh, you always try to squeeze your receiver margin. And, uh, and, and today, that we can go to 50% of the market share, right? Uh, 30% of our products are monoplastic, right? Uh, my servicing to my distributor is like uh, impeccable. Uh, they normally of distributor the channel partner the green material will keep inventory of uh, 30, 40, 50 days, right? But my distributor keeps inventory of only 20 days. So his capital churn in a year is, is much higher, but like a building material distributor anywhere in India. Right, so he doesn't mind paying the uh, extra margin to Apollo, basically, right, or he doesn't mind earning less margin when he deals with Apollo brand, uh, because, because we ensure uh, the delivery just in time, he doesn't need to keep extra inventory, right, uh, so, so many times, like, we focus it on relationship to also, right, so, 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 um, so I mean, uh, that's where we, uh, through our efficiencies, uh, in servicing, uh, to our user, we, we try to squeeze them and earn extra money. Okay. How do we go about improving the serviceability wherein you indicated uh, 
that they don't have to maintain uh, much inventory. It could be like around 20 days against industry of 45. Uh, is it like the spread of factories or is it because of uh, the warehouses and the number of SQs also is huge with itself as a challenge? So, I mean, we have 10 plants now, right? So, it's going to be called 11 plants. All 10 plants today have like 50 rolling hills, right? In every plant, I have like uh, one one rail which is idle only for the customized prices, right? Uh, so, one is the fast moving issue which keep on being manufactured and supplied, right? Uh, but then, uh, where the distributor has to be handy for the specialized prices, right? So, so as we have like 50 rolling mills across 10 plants, uh, so we are very close to the distributor warehouses, right? Um, so, um, so, so any order we punches, right, even the specialized customer size, our mills are capable of uh, manufacturing those orders in, within one day. Next day, we deliver the product to people from in like two days, three days, depending on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, uh, on the, on the, like, uh, right? So, uh, so, so that's how we are able to uh, maintain uh, this uh, uh, serviceability and how we are going to improve it. Like, uh, now, uh, I mean, right now we were working on, like, we have like 25 warehouses, 25 plant offices, which have like small warehouses uh, attached to them. Then we have uh, plants, right? Uh, so, so, normally our large distributors, they buy directly from the plant, and the small dealers, they, they buy food from our plant offices, right? So, so, uh, so, the idea is that uh, we increase the number of warehouses where we keep on our, uh, uh, we keep our in inventory, right? And, and so that our users can just order and buy. Uh, uh, we are working on one uh, full digital platform where we bring our users uh, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a single platform, uh, right? So I can have access to their inventory levels and they can have access to my inventory, whatever is in the system, right? So, so, I mean, a lot of efficiencies will be brought uh, from the digitization, right? And we are working towards it. Uh, and second is warehousing, right? So, uh, there also a lot of work is happening. So, yeah, I think mean, uh, um, that's all. That's, that's quite encouraging. Uh, Anubhav, can you broadly highlight uh, the CAPEX uh, numbers uh, for uh, this fiscal, next fiscal? And uh, I think if, if you could just reiterate uh, on the volume uh, guidance what we have uh, uh, indicated on the last conference call, uh, I think uh, it, will, it will benefit all the participants. So any, any specific numbers that uh, we have guided for next two years uh, on capacity, so, volume? Yeah, so right now we are 2.6 million in capacity. Uh, right, uh, we want to add 1.5 million tons in Raipur uh, by FI20. So we want to be like 4 million tons of battery consumption by FI20. We believe that uh, 4 million tons sales volume can be achieved by FI20. Uh, right, so, um, so, um, so, so that's the broader, uh, broader uh, volume adding. And to achieve this uh, 1.4 million ton in Raipur, uh, the total CAPEX was around 8 million INR. We have already spent 4 to 5 million INR. Balance 4 million INR we will spend in second half of this financial year and the first half of next financial year. So by December 2022, uh, I mean, all this will be done and we will be a 4.0 million as capacity now. Right. Uh, and any targets on ROCs? I think it's only going to go one way up. And if you go into outsourcing, I think that's further upside. Uh, 
stuff, right? So, so complete RPG also is very bad for the environment. One is it adds just in there, so it causes more air pollution. Now, in Delhi, NPR, everyone of you would know that the construction was completely banned for the last 10 days. And the entry of trucks is prohibited in Delhi as well uh, because uh, of air pollution. So, um, uh, so free so construction, it doesn't add just in there, right? So, it is environmental friendly. And then complete RPC also requires groundwater uh, for mixing purpose, right? It doesn't require groundwater. So, so again, it is like environmental friendly. If we get to hear something from the government on that side also, again, it could be like very bad. That's quite interesting. And anything on the PLI side? Uh, it's no, no, nothing for us. There is a PLI scheme for industry. That's for Perfect. And just one last question. Uh, given we have brand, we have distribution, uh, are there any ancillary products uh, that we would look into to make good of uh, the ingredients that we already have in place? Right now, the focus is on uh, structural CPU, right? Uh, first one of it is that home and plant uh, uh, sales volume. The second one right? Um, then we'll see, and right now, focus is on Perfect. Uh, Anubo, it was a pleasure to actually host you. Uh, uh, great answers uh, directly to the points. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you all the participants for joining on for this uh, call. Thank you, Jay, and Sopna, and Mr. King. Pleasure being there. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, Dad, and we hope to meet you in the future. Thank you, Anushya. Thank you.